Talk Show is brought to you by... Hey, want to feel young again? Are you tired, run down, have aches and pains, brain fog? This is science-based, not hype or fancy marketing. It really works. Carbon-60 helps detoxify your body on the cellular level. It stabilizes free radicals, just like the antioxidants found in red wine and berry stew, but on a far smaller, more bioavailable nanoscale. It's like a bottle of electrons, helping your body to function better. You can also apply it on your skin, topically, over muscles, joints, or organs. Most people feel results within minutes. This is not a drug. It's organic carbon. Feel better today. About 95% of our users report more energy and clarity of mind within 10 days. Give us a call at Greska's Carbon 60 at 720-600-6040 or visit our site at c-60.com. Call 720-600-6040 and feel young again. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, the FinFab channel, High Health Radio, with your host, Hurricane H. Um, today's topic, today's guest is going to take us into a journey, and, and we're going to enjoy this. I want to have fun today. Um, and, and really, it, it's something we're going to talk about nutrition, talk about fitness, uh, mindset. And these are all things that I think everybody watching and listening, and if you watch any of the shows or listen to, to my stuff, it's always about mindset about positivity and just just inspiration motivation which is part of our mission our guest today is going to do just that and we're going to talk about how he literally transformed his life and he's helping other people to do the same um you know i have a, a young gentleman uh, you know and and i i want to stress that because uh, it is it is a fact and it is it is something that that is inspiring because for the youth out there uh by, by the way there's no no age thing you know it's it's you know he caters to everybody but the idea is that for this particular gentleman that i have with me today um it is it is going to be a true motivation for people so uh without any further ado i have with me david misano david welcome to the show thank you thank you it's such an honor to be on because it's been a minute i've been looking forward to this one for so long well, listen, same here. And you know what? Um, and as I, I was trying to highlight the, the age piece, because uh, listen, I have kids and, you know, I, I want my kids to be inspirational, motivational, you know, to others. And part of what we do is we want that. And, you know, it's it, feel, it warms up my heart, literally, to know that there are people that are at the younger age doing things, making a difference and keeping putting a legacy in place. And I've had so many successes, you know, in different shows. Uh, different age groups and you know different you know uh, i guess time frames in their lives but really it's always exciting to have someone who is in your uh capacity and 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 really i i am excited about that so that just me you know getting a little funny about it but <laughs> that's the, the dad that that you know that always feels like you know cool about kids that are out there and, and by the way I, again i've been in martial arts and you know i've trained you know younger people and um i've trained also as a young person and it's always that link, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, you feel good about. It's a vibe, you know, I don't know if, if you're, if you're sensing any of this yet, you know, watching or listening right now, you're going to get this vibe, but here's, here's the kickoff. Uh, David, you're one of 18. Now that's not something we hear about all the time, at least not in the West. 
You know, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe I may be wrong, guys. I think we're going to go into where that comes from. But like, so here's the challenge. You're one of 18. I'm one of one. <laughs> so, so this is this is interesting. Now, here's the funny part. I come from a culture where one of 18 is common because my dad is one of 12. <laughs> oh, wow. Holy so, so, moly. Yeah. So so it's like a, a very contrasted, you know, uh, uh, concept today that we're going to have. And it's funny because, you know, like when I was a kid, you know, typically people like, you're from Morocco. I mean, you guys have a lot of, well, you're Arabs, you're Muslims, you have kids. Uh, yeah, I guess my parents didn't get the memo. I don't know. <laughs> you know, they decide on one, you know, uh, but they were realistic. I mean, one is good. You know, they'll take care of one properly as opposed to have many and, and, and suffer. Sometimes let's call it what it is. It's tough when you have a lot of yeah. kids, right? I mean, I have three and trust me, it, it's not a picnic. It's hard. <laughs> so, so, but, but like you're, 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 I mean, one of 18, I mean, that's not very common in the States or in the Northern American or even in the West in general. I mean, there are, there are countries right now that are suffering because they don't have enough kids. I mean, they're really, they're, their pyramid is basically, you know, getting older and eventually they're not going to have enough, you know, have replacements. So, <laughs> so let's start there first because I want to learn this. And I know there's something about a cult and, you know, I want to leave it at that, you know, because, because it sounds interesting and intriguing and i'm gonna leave it at that i want you to tell us a little bit about that journey yeah yeah so well one of 18 as you can imagine it's definitely a story in and of its own uh i was jammed and blessed enough to even be a part of that big of a family i don't think you realize that until you get older um you start to realize the the memories and the bonds that you had and that that isn't a normal thing and that you can create some of the best memories that you could possibly ever build in your life. And so it was 11 boys plus me is 11 boys um, and seven girls. And growing up in that environment, you were never alone. You never had time to yourself. You never can be not, you can never be quiet. You always were brought out of your shell. And these things kind of built up good habits in me for who I was going to be later on in life. I think it taught me one of the biggest things that I'm always thankful for is that it taught me how to be out there, be talkative, um, be networking with other people and build yourself up and meet people. Don't be afraid to talk and meet new people. Um, and then the other thing it taught me, too, is just to be a hard worker. We grew up poor. It was a family of 18, dead broke. We didn't have no money. Um, and I think that was the big joy about it, though, is you don't have money. So you have to learn how to create it at such a young age. Um, and I mean, we didn't have anyone to really tell us, but we are so ambitious to learn how you can make extra money so we can go get these new shoes or we can go get these new clothes. And we were always the hand-me-down family. So next school year came, you got your older brother's hand-me-downs. You gave your hand-me-downs to your younger brother. That's how it went for the entire, for so long. And I'm the second youngest and I'm now I'm 23. I think the oldest now is about I think he just turned 47. Don't quote me on that. It's a it's a large gap. But that was like, I think growing up in such a poor family, it taught us to bond, learn how to create. And I think that's one of the key things that I'm so thankful about is the creativity that came from it. We learned how to create games. We learned how to create activities. And no matter where we went, we were able to create an environment that was full of passion and just bloomed the entire room into passion and just all around good vibes. And I think people really realize that about our family is that instead of being stuck in a video or being stuck in a movie, even today, like we're literally all like that. Most of my brothers are, 
you try and watch a movie, none of them are going to sit there to watch the whole movie. We're either going to start a conversation or we're going to start playing around with you. And we're literally going to have a good time. And we try to, that, I think that was a habit that was created into us, not let, that we wanted it to be that way. It's just we had no TV when we were young. We didn't have money and we had to learn how to have fun. And our biggest way was just going outside, whether it was cashing crawdads, whether it was going to play baseball with wooden bats that we couldn't even afford a real bat, going to play tackle football in the dirt, things like this. It was like these little memories, you hated it when you were young because you're like, oh, man. But as you grow up, you're like, man, that was kind of that was cool. Um, so you have all these memories in it always relinquishes with you and stays with you for the rest of your life. Um, and you, But as you start to grow up, you start to go further and further away from your family. Um, we also grew up in a cult. Uh, I call it a cult because there were a few things, and I didn't realize it until I got older, but they had separated us from the world. And they said that the people in this church were basically going to go to heaven and the rest of the world was going to be going to hell. And in this church, there were probably like 50 members in like, 37 states out of the 50 and that's like barely anyone and i'm like there's no way all these people are about to go to a place you guys say is burning full of fire and just get tortured it's like i've seen better people in out there in the world than you guys are and that's kind of where i realized like this is kind of a cult um one of the other things too is that we got held to the point where if you didn't worship God, you would go to hell. Like that was one thing that they put into us at a young age is if you don't worship God, if you don't go to get baptized, you have the possibility of not even the possibility. They would say you're going to hell. Like they, even if you were their son or daughter, they would say it straight to your face like it was very nonchalant and they would believe in it. And like you have that fear stuck in you the entire time growing up. And that was a that was a big part of who I, what drove me to get away from that church i never wanted to be like that because not only were they like that they were very contradictory they would say that they lived this lifestyle of god and things like that but yet when you really look at their lifestyle there's bickering strife unhappiness in the home uh children and parents their relationships were off and all around money money was the other thing you are not allowed to make over a certain salary in that church and if you do, it's considered a sin and because money is the root of all evil. And instead of looking at it as a blessing, that's what that was the biggest question that I had when I was in that church is like, why can we not make money? And one thing that we we me and my family had did a little digging because none of us went into that church. And we finally figured out that there's actually a head of that church and he's the one that's getting all the money from the church. And there's there's two of them. Um, they're called evangelists, and basically they go around the churches. The church pays for them to travel, and they go around these churches like preaching like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that, um, and to go to heaven, like don't go out and play basketball, don't go out and play football, don't go to a bar and drink, um, and things like this. But then we finally figured out after doing some research on their lives, they had they were going to fishing tournaments. They had these fat, these fat mansions, not just houses, mansions, while all the rest of the congregations were suffering and told not to make money. And then on top of that, they were having these exquisite freaking parties all the time. And it's like, and none of them, and still to this day, that church exists. And my parents are a part of it. And we're, we're not, I'm not very close with them because of that. And they don't want to accept the fact, that fact, but 
that's kind of what we grew up in. And it was very, it, it held you to a limited mindset that you couldn't make money, that if you didn't go to church, you would go to this place called hell, things like this. And a lot of the kids suffered. There were many of the kids that committed suicide because they built, they were torn by this. You go into the outside world and it's like an entirely different environment. But other than that, growing up, I was glad that I had 18 family members because we were able to keep each other up and hold each other accountable and push each other to the limits. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm listening to you. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, this is not something you see or hear about all the time. This is something you probably see in movies. And I mean, but, but it is real. And, and, you know, we, we're in the States. I mean, by the way, there's different types of religions out there that, that claim these things. Uh, but specifically, I mean, understanding that this is a, a specific group that, that claims that everybody else is off and uh, it's their way or the highway, as you say, by the way, most of religions have similarities in, in the way it's done. And there is a way to paradise. There's a way to hell. And most of the religions will, will agree to that, but not mm -hmm. in the same way that you stated. I mean, it's like, you know, ours and versus the mm -hmm. others and so on and so forth. I mean, there's, there's, we can, that's a whole different show we can talk about, you know, but, but just your experience as a, as a kid growing in this environment. And especially when you see the, the, the contradiction, right. Mm -hmm. And the double standard, like, you know, you can't have money, but then you have, lavish you know lifestyles here and then the congregation is suffering because money is root of evil but where do you get all that stuff it's through money and technically religion does not it's not against money as a matter of fact you, you're supposed to work you're supposed to provide you're supposed to do all these things and if you have more you give charity is part of religion and that's just the standard concept which again to your point if you go out of that system into the real world as as different religions out there they're very similar in a way that charity is part of you know what we do in general uh and and it's interesting to I, and i'm not sure if it is a cult really called cult but but you refer to it as such uh, but it sounds like it because i mean typically that's how cults are they're like very unique the you know it's uh, it's uh, unbelievable uh well so so and I, I, it is sad to hear that there were people that lost their life uh, because of you know the, the feelings that they had based on this upbringing and eventually they committed suicide at a young age uh, that's always a saddening you know thing to hear because uh, suicide is not something we want to hear about especially you know whether you're old or young it doesn't matter uh, taking your personal life taking any life for that matter is wrong right but but you know losing a life based on losing fate in in the world that you you live in and and you know it's it's really uh heartening but but it is what it is and uh but I love what you said about your story and your family. And by the way, it is, I'm going to take a, a moment just to talk about that because not everybody's rich and the majority of people are not rich, by the way, this is, this, unfortunately, that's the world we live in, right? There's, there's a few that have, you know, some, uh, there's a few that have uh, quite a bit <laughs> and, and the rest, you know, they just live day in, day out, right? They try to make ends meet, you know, and, and it's tougher as as you have more siblings and and the family is big i mean i i told you one person and i was that was a tough one you know imagine when you have 18 i forget about it, right you got to do a lot of stuff but you said you didn't have much but yet you had happiness you were happy you may do uh and that's that's something that sometimes you know goes to that concept where money does not bring happiness you can have money by great things beautiful things it can make life easier but it would never make you happy because you can have money and still be sad and 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 
user, we have TV, but you made games, you did things, you know, it didn't stop you. Uh, so you, you really lived the world, you know, at how it's been, you know, all along, you know, I mean, recently we're more into this world of like, you know, the haves and how much do you have and, you know, what you wear, what brand do you have? You know, if you're not wearing, you know, a signature logo or something, it could be like, you know, you, you're not there. So it became, and by the way, I'm not against, you can have what you want. If you can afford things, you know, enjoy your life. Life is, you know, very short and why not? Uh, but do the right thing. Give charity, do the stuff, enjoy. Because again, live the moment, you know, and if you can do right by you and your family and others, why not? Uh, so I'm on the opposite of, of that the, the 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 concept where you can't do anything you can't have have all you want but also don't forget there are poor people and you're supposed to share your wealth and things like that and that's great it's in my belief and and it's my system but the idea is that that did not stop you from having a life and uh, you know of enjoying your time and 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 kind of growing up I mean that's pretty you know intense I mean you, your example right now if we talk to other kids in your age group they're probably like huh. You didn't have TV. You didn't have this. You couldn't do this. You do because a lot of people they have everything from early on, and you know they don't they don't see that, and they might not even think it exists in this world. At least not in the states. I mean, again, this is a worldwide show. I know there are people around the world that don't have what you similar situations, and today, you know, because they are they're poor. I mean, poverty does exist, and it's there's more poverty out there than people think. And but but you don't think about it in the states specifically or no in the Western world because we are supposed to be more advanced. We have more money. We have this. We have that. But it's not the case all the time. And you know, you're telling us this story is really just an enforcement to the idea that you know if we travel around, you're going to find that that most than most of the time than than less, you're going to find people who are struggling, and it's a, the struggle is real as they say, right? And it, but you did not allow that to stop you now there are a few things you did um one of them is you went to the military or the marines i'm assuming so let's talk about that was that part of you know like your coping with with with, with the situation or was it just something that you did yeah a little bit of both um i went after i think i left home yeah i was 17 when i left home i chose I was done. Um, I didn't want to deal with it anymore. Uh, my parents were going through a such uh, separation because of it. Um, but I knew I had started me and my little brother were the last ones in the house and I had started going into vices. I didn't go into anything crazy. It was more so, um, weed and, and alcohol, which it was, I wanted to shut out the sadness. I wanted to shut out the turmoil. And that was kind of my way of getting away. But I knew deep down inside of me, I knew that I wanted to be better. And I knew in order to be better, I didn't know a single person that was getting drunk and high every night to become the successful person that they were. And I looked at exemplary people like Abraham Lincoln, Warren Buffett, um, people like this, Elon Musk. And I looked at these people and I was like, I don't see them doing this. So I don't think this is a part of that journey. And I knew that I had to get rid of that. And there was a, I had finally, none of my family knew that I was smoking or drinking at such a young age. And when they finally did, one of my sisters, like very, she very much cared for me. And she asked one of my sisters that lived in Vegas, if she would be willing to take me out there and finish high school away from all the drama, away from all that stuff and just focus on high school. And it was a tough decision. But I knew in order to get to where I wanted to be, I would have to make a tough decision. 
And that was the first one. I decided to leave my entire family and leave on my own at 17 years old, going out away from that church. And it was it was scary. Um, but I knew in order to get rid of those vices, I would have to put something in its place to kind of close that gap is what I call it and kind of get those voices out of my head and kind of be at peace with myself. And that's when fitness came into my life. Not so much nutrition. I didn't care about that yet. It was just fitness, lifting heavy weight and going to the gym. And that's kind of where the turning point was. I was a, I failed my ninth grade in high school. I was a not the greatest student. I was a class clown, but I knew I had the ability to be a straight A student. I just didn't care. I didn't have any. And that saying that any attention is good attention is so true because any attention at that point was good attention. And we weren't really getting any. So I moved straight to that. I wanted attention. So I got it from schoolmates. Um, and after that, I kind of decided like, I have to create a friend group. If I want, if I want to feel and have the right mindset that I need to get to the place, the end point, being successful, being able to help people in this world, I'm going to need a friend group. Um, so I started, as soon as I went to Vegas, I started just befriending people with the same type mindset that I had, got into the gym and they started focusing on getting good grades. And I went from a straight F student to a straight A student. And I had a four or when I was, I was failing in ninth grade, I finished high school with a 3.8 GPA just from starting to lift everything exponentially grew. And that's one of the things that I learned is that you weightlifting taught me that you're going to have to go through things that you don't, the struggle of pain and going through, um, struggling, not wanting to go to the gym. But when you push past those points, you see the joy of growth. And that's where I seen all the change in my life. And I realized that weightlifting, it's not the actual destination. That's the fun part. It's the journey, the hard days where you don't want to go to the gym. It's the hard days when you don't want to wake up and do your homework. It's the hard days where you're so lazy after getting out of school and going straight into your homework or studying or spending time with your family instead of sitting with your face stuck in a phone. And it's those times where it creates the true journey, the true journey that feels fulfilling. Um, and then after high school, I didn't really have anyone guiding me. So I had a, a sister that reached out to me and she said that, I should try out college. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I wanted to just go straight into the Marine Corps because I wanted a challenge. I, and I knew the Marine Corps was the most, they were the hardest branch. And I knew they would give me a challenge that I wanted. And I decided, I was like, okay, let me give college a tryout. Maybe I'll see how that is. And then I tried college, but it was just college work in the gym. And I was like, I don't feel any type of fulfillment here. There's nothing there's nothing here. And I was all by myself still. Um, so I decided at that moment, I was like, I want to join the Marine Corps. And I knew they would give me the tools and the habits and the structure to build that man that I needed to be to be successful one day and create a better world and help people out and give them, make people the person they actually want to be instead of always being what other pe people want them to be. And I, that's one of the things that I learned is that Everyone has an amazing potential with them. There's something inside of them that they give that adds to any group. And that's one thing that I learned as a leader is that you aren't there to give people orders. You're there to let that person's skills shine. And you're there to show them that they have the skills 
that are different than everyone else. And that's kind of where my Marine Corps start, my career in the Marine Corps started. Uh, and I actually ended early because I got medically discharged. Uh, I was a year in and got medically discharged. So it wasn't a long phase. And that kind of led to a hard time in my life, too. Uh, I love the Marine Corps. I wanted to go very far with them. Uh, but because of the medical discharge, I was devastated and I lost everything. I lost my home. I lost my job. I lost all my friends. I lost everything. And that's kind of where the hard time of my life kind of really was created. Um, and I had a decision there. It was a very hard decision. It was you can lounge in your sadness or you can kind of and this was at the age of 20, 21. I had to move back home to live with my family. And I didn't really want to do that because it felt like I was taking a step backwards. And I was like, man, I, I don't want to do this, but I have to. So I'm going to have to make the best of it. And I remember going, it took me an entire year of just contemplating, like, what is the point of life? And I had to go back into school, went back to a nine to five. And I was like, I went from enjoying my life, doing really cool stuff with some pretty awesome people from all across the country and serving my country and feeling a, a purpose and to working at a, a Starbucks store and being told like, oh, you're a horrible person for serving our country. Like you're just a part of the problem, things like this. So you go from being respected to disrespected all day long. And then you go to a school where you don't even know what you really want to go to school for. And it's like, man, what is the point of this? What am I here for? And at that point, it really got to me. It was like I and I took a whole year of just contemplating, like, what is my purpose here? Um, and then I had gotten a call from a Marine or a, a Navy recruiter and it had given me a spark, an idea. I was like, man, maybe I can get back into the military. And I had talked to him and he had said, yeah, there's opportunities. I always wanted to be a special forces uh, in the special special forces unit. And I was like, man, maybe this can be my opportunity to be um, a Navy SEAL. And at that point, I was like, I knew I needed training to get to that point of like fitness, my peak fitness level. And that's where CrossFit was inhibited into my life. Uh, I called up the local CrossFit gym and I was like, hey, this is what I need. I can, can you give me the tools to get to this point? And he was like, yeah, we have everything you need. So I went to the gym and I did my first workout. And I, I knew I was in for a ride. I was like, yeah, this is not about to be easy. And but after that, CrossFit kind of gave me a purpose again. Uh, I saw my entire life change. It went from always being a pessimistic person, always being down like this is happening to me to, man, I, I enjoy life. What can I do for life? What can I give? How can I create this person in order to help other people and I was able to start changing lives and I started asking, like, I started thinking life was happening for me instead of against me. And that's where magic starts to happen. Uh, Confucius once said that, watch your thoughts, they become action words, watch your words, they become actions, actions becomes habits, habits, a lifestyle, and then a lifestyle becomes your, uh, what is the word? It starts with an L, your legacy. And all of that stems from a thought. So when you start to change your perspective and your mindset on what you think of life, the rest of your life will change. And that's where I really started to learn to start putting the mindset out, the energy that I wanted out there into the world and start creating a better person that can give to people. 
And that's why I come on podcast because now I have a story and I know there's people out there that don't like to share their story that would love to hear this. So that's why I feel like it's my duty now to give the person my very best to everyone. And now I've found my purpose and that's to give everyone the very best version of themselves out to the world. I gotta take a deep breath, man. <laughs> glad I'm, you you throw in so much at me here, uh, but, but 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 here here's the thing. First of all, I have to say this. You know, for someone who's 23, you've gone through a lot in in a very short time. I mean, uh, some of us will probably have a similar story, but over an extended period of time, going up and down. You had so many ups and downs in that short period of time, but mm -hmm. in that same time. There's so much positivity in 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 what you've experienced that we're gonna you know break down right now. First things first, uh, you talked about how you failed ninth grade, but yet you went from the Fs to to the A's, and you know to get a three point eight, right? Uh, that that in itself tells people that yes, you can have a bad start point, okay, but but don't give up that or think that it's the end. That say there's no way of return. There is a point of return, and you will be able to do it. You're a good example of that and many examples out there. Uh, so so again, hope is is always there. It's always available. And no matter how bad the situation is, by the way, that applied to you over and over in this this time frame that you've had and many other things that, that occurred as you stated. But just we're starting at that point. That's that's a younger person who is really just slacking off and not taking care of business. Smart, but but you're not, you know, doing things, right? Because I mean that's the other thing. This doesn't, I mean, someone who's maybe failing classes doesn't mean they're not smart. They're just not applying. And that's two different things. You have the smartness, and I think everybody has the intellect. It's just a matter of applying and taking that intellect and bringing it up and utilizing it properly and applying it and eventually get the, the results that you want. You know, and so because some people like, well, I'm not that smart. First of all, you don't, like, I love what you said. Don't say things because they become you. You know, whatever you say, it's you. If you say I'm not good, you're gonna start thinking that you're not good, and it's gonna just give you a whole different run in the wrong direction. You want to be, I'm great, I can do this, always positive. Again, that's the mindset. It's you gotta pump it up. But that started young, and then you also, um, you know, I mean, uh, your sister was able to 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 switch you over to to Vegas, I guess, you know, to with the other one, and that also helped. But but then. You got into some, well, you were going to get into some, I guess, light stuff, I would call it, <laughs> light, 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 like light activities, right? And, uh, you know, not so healthy activities that eventually could have turned out worse. But I love what you said, that you looked at some of the, you know, people in history, current and, 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 and historic, and, you know, these guys didn't get there doing this. And and so that's that tells me, and and if it doesn't say it to you folks are watching and listening, that you were thinking, you're using your mind, you're constantly analyzing the situation, and that's that's a, that's a practice that should be there. You always have to ask questions like, what is that going to mean for me? Is it going to do stuff? You know, is our success people getting through this? And and matter of fact, if you're into the success mode and you like inspiration, motivation, and you watch shows that are relevant to this, you will always notice that successful people have certain traits and certain practices. And they're definitely not in the practice of weed and drugs and, and, and the fun stuff that we think it's fun. You know, they are in a different fun. They get to enjoy more fun because they eventually get enough money to, to buy the things that make fun happen a lot faster and more in a more luxurious way. So, so it's, it's that kind of thing, but, but you did think that way. And we just want to drive that point home that folks, doesn't matter where you are, what your lifestyle is, 
what your background is. I mean, the story that we're hearing today just tells you, here's, here's a dude that is, has all the circumstances that can be completely off yet. He is learning from them. He is adjusting as he goes and still questioning himself to do better. And he wants to do better. And he has been struggling and striving at the same time, but yet succeeding eventually. And so that's an important message for our audiences. And, you know, again, I just wanted to, to, you know, extract that from from your point or at least you know some of the stuff you said then i love what you said you wanted the structure of the marines and you know like you know to get something that is solid unfortunately that didn't work because of of a medical condition and so but it can happen to anyone that's the other thing like you don't know you know you think you're invisible but something as simple simple as your health can fail at a moment and things can go wrong but but again that didn't stop you <laughs> see that's the other thing now now you get this discussion on the navy Okay, I want to be special forces. Now, these guys are the hardcore folks. I mean, they're not, you know, they're they're really top at the top in their line of whatever they do. They're very, very, you know, uh, tough people. I mean, you, you got to admire the work they go through and, and the intensity to get to that. And you don't get there unless you put a lot of time and effort and energy and sweat and blood and all the other stuff, right? But you wanted that. And so now you got introduced to CrossFit, which, by the way, it is a, a type of fitness that is very intense. And so for anyone... That 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 can handle it. I mean, first of all, you know, it, there's no age limit to this, but but it's pretty intense. You gotta be really super, you know, uh, able because they put you through, you know, boot camp every day, basically. <laughs> you know, uh, but but you also like uh, fitness was your model. Your mo- you, you you basically your mode of escape. Your fitness has been your motivation. Your fitness has been the driver behind you, and it's been helping you shift, you know, to a better place. Regardless of how bad you know things happen, it puts put put you right back. So so now that we've established this, now you got into this world, then eventually now you have the triple V fitness. So let me I want to read it. I want to see if I said it right. You know, <laughs> so Vinny Vidi Vici. Did I say it right? That's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, so the triple V uh, the triple V fitness. So let's talk about that. How how what is it? How did it happen? Uh, is it linked to the CrossFit? Is it? Is it? You know, I mean, it, I we need to know more about that. Yeah. So Triple V started uh, after my little episode of uh, after CrossFit started. Actually, it was a, a point where I loved CrossFit. I started getting into competitions, but I still wasn't into nutrition at all. I didn't much care about nutrition. I thought you can get big, jacked, and enjoy fitness while drinking beer, and and yeah, you can. If you if that's your type of thing, you can be very fit doing that. But at the same time, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel how I felt fitness would make you feel. And I was like, uh, some some feels like it's missing here. And I was doing CrossFit. I was winning competitions. I was doing really well. And it got to the point where I was like, I, I started feeling unfulfilled again. And I had quit. I got into entrepreneurship. I gave up my nine to five and I was doing school and i was working a uh, a full-time business um with car rent a car rental business which i was able to build up to make enough money to quit starbucks which was my entire goal and i was very excited for this and it was oh man like i'm doing it i'm creating this life that i always wanted and i didn't know much about business i jumped into it not knowing much and i told myself i will give myself 15 years to learn this thing i'm not going to quit no matter how hard it gets if I have to restart businesses, that is fine, but I want to do it till the time I'm done. 
and it's going to become my new passion. And I knew that everyone that I've seen that was successful, they always started their own business, but they always learned from people that were that where they wanted to be. And that was the thing that stuck out to me is I knew that I could not do it by myself. And I knew I needed people that knew about the industry that I was trying to get into. And mine at this, it was a very general, I just wanted to become an entrepreneur and make a lot of money. So that way I can live the life that I wanted to live. And I wasn't into like drinking, smoking, things like that. My thing was more so getting my family into a very nice neighborhood, being able to have dinners together, being able to free up time to create businesses. And I'm a very big cigar guy. I love smoking around a fire, a fire pit and just smoking cigars, talking about stories. And I feel like big opportunities and also amazing memories are created around the fireplace. And that was one of the things is when I started fitness, I wasn't, I didn't want to be a coach. And then it just so happened that I met somebody um, and he had asked me if I can coach him. He was like, dude, I see your mindset. I see what your body looks amazing. Like teach me, teach me. And I was like, I'm sorry, man. Like I don't, I don't coach and I don't want to. And he's like, come on, dude. Like, why not? Like you, you have the knowledge for it. And you, you talk about it all the time. I was like, because I don't feel like you have the same grit as me. I don't feel like anyone can be this disciplined. And he was like, well, like, let me just try it. So we started working and I was like, all right, but you got to show. He asked me to show up at 5 a.m. every morning. And I was like, okay, well, here we go. And we started working out and we were doing, he didn't miss a day. He didn't miss a day. And I was like, okay, I'm, he's taking it serious. But three months have went by and he started at 225 pounds and he dropped all the way down to 180 pounds, not even changing his nutrition, just working out. And at that point I was like, okay, like you're dedicated. I was like, you're killing it. And we had, we finished our morning workout that day. And it was, I think it was, uh, I want to say it was August. I believe it was August 1st. We had went outside. We just finished our 5am workout the sun was coming up and we were walking towards, towards his car. I was like, man, like you're killing it. I'm proud of you. We had just did weigh in. And he was like, dude, like I was, he turned around and just started crying. And I was like, you good? And he was like, yeah, like you don't know what you did to me. Like you, you saved my life. And on top of that, you saved my marriage and my relationship with kid, my kids. And I was like, oh man, like I, I didn't know that. And he had said, yeah, I was addicted to cocaine and this is kind of my new drug. And I was like, oh, my like, And then it started making me tear up. It always kind of makes me emotional when I talk about it, too. It's like, man, like that kind of that was what, what my purpose is. And I knew at that point, like I wanted to help people for the rest of my life. And I was like, if I can make that big of an impact on somebody and be able to have the same change that fitness did to me, have it happen to other people, too and bring up the best version of themselves, I would be able to feel fulfilled. And I lived the best version of my life I could possibly live. And I had started coaching and at, at the start, it wasn't easy. You always get told like, you don't have certifications. You don't have this. You don't have that. You don't have the knowledge. And I was like, but I have proof that my methods work. And I had to go and get certifications and I had to go and do all this. And sooner or later, I started getting more passionate, learning how to coach and then people started listening and asking for tips. And then I knew I wanted to go to the next level. And that's where I met a guy named Wes Watson. And I have been watching him for a long time. And uh, he's a mentor and also he's 
mindset, fitness, and nutrition coach as well. And he teaches people how to make a business out of their passion. And it wasn't a cheap thing. And I knew that good mentors are going to cost a pretty penny. Why? Because they're already where you want to be at. And they're going to be paying, their time is expensive. And I did a three-month sign-up with him. And we had our first phone call. And I remember that was where everything changed. And he said, you're never going to be successful unless you create the person you truly admire. And he called it the undeniable man. Becoming the undeniable man to where you are, your habits create this undeniable person that no matter everything you do, people say yes and everything attracts to you. And he was like, you have to work harder at your on yourself than you do on work. And he was like, when you do that, everything's attracted to you. And that's where Triple V came from. And I had started the business. I started getting clients. By the way, it's Latin for I came, I saw, I conquered. And that's my whole, that's the whole motto. That's why I name it that. And it's like, that's the whole method. It was like is, a pit bull song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was, that was the whole theory behind it. It's like, every time I come and see something, I conquer it, no matter how hard it is. And I want other people to have that same vision and that same method. And we started working together with clients and we gave them that method. And every time we get on a phone call for their onboarding, the first thing we tell them as we tell them that phrase and we say, you came, you saw it, and now you're about to conquer it and we're going to do it together. And that's my whole method behind Vinny Vitti Vici is we give you the methods to create the person, not only nutrition and, and fitness, but we create an entirely different person. And all it, all it is, is changing the mindset. Once you change your mindset, you create the body you want, you create the life you want, you get the job you want, you get the relationships you want. And everything just starts to happen. And it just, you're fueling the body with good nutrition and moving the body. And then you start to whirl up your cognitive abilities. Your mind starts to work and you start to get rid of that brain fog. You start to wake up with fulfillment instead of, oh, I got to wake up and do this again. It's more so you wake up and you say, dang, like, let's go help these people. Let's go kill the day. Let's go crush this workout. Things like that. And I'm not a big positive thinker, positive talk. By all means, like you can do that. I'm not a big believer in it. I think just get into it. I think I'm a big believer in negative talk. Stop talking negative to yourself and get rid of the negative talk. And then you won't have anything but good things to say about yourself. I was like, but one of the things is people always get a negative thought and they try to, you can't change your thoughts. You have to deal with them. Just let them come and let them go away. Don't let them phase you. When you give that, Think focus, and when you give it the energy, it starts to grow bigger. But when you give it no thought, no energy, no vibration, it can't do anything. It stays stagnant. So don't give those thoughts those that energy. And that's one of the biggest things that we focus on is the mindset. We've had multiple transformation. I had a massive transformation. Um, many people, my the same person actually came back to me, and the guy that I helped out, and he came back, and we started working again. And this time he's down to 175 pounds, got his abs popping now. But not only that, his business is growing. And that's that's the thing about nutrition and fitness. And it's a big proponent when you build the un what's oh, what's the term? When you build that man where you can never get told no, when everything's attracted to you, then you don't really have to work that hard. When you work so hard on yourself that you don't really have to work to attract things to you. 
when you create the body, when you create the mind, when you create the soul, the relationships, and you work so hard on yourself, there's no work that needs to be done outside of you. It all just gets done for you. And that's the key perspective that we try and teach here is you have to create the man that you admire inside and out and then everything. And you have to give that person to the world. And there's so much you have inside of you. So I'm going to say this, um, you know, your story is going to grow and grow and grow. I have no doubt that this is just the beginning of a long journey. And I know um, you will do more and achieve more things just by, by listening to you in the last 40 minutes. And, uh, you know, the fact that you've taken the time to invest in yourself, the fact that you were able to help someone transform their life and First, you doubted it, but but you went through it, you know, and you saw the results, and you know, that's that's another motivation. And there's there's a feeling for that, you know. The fact the fact that we're doing this talk right now is gonna touch some people, and the fact that we know that potentially someone gonna be benefiting from it, it just gives you that nice vibe, right? And that's that's the thing. So you are doing things, but first you love what you're doing. Second, you know it works because it changes dynamics, and you are trying to do it around again fitness, nutrition, and mindset, which is. If you if you're healthy physically, mentally, and you're 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 I, I love it. By the way, you the first one who kind of define positivity through negativity. <laughs> you know the way you the way you do it is the other way around, right? Like we we always say, you know, think positive, don't think nugget negative. But what you said is like, you know, let that negative th- thought come in, but then ignore it, which is which is just another way to look at it. But but I like the angle because it, at the end of the day, it's just another way to think about it, right? But it makes sense too. You know, the fact is, you're right. Negative thoughts on you, 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 they're gonna come to you. You're not gonna run away from them. But the idea, how you deal with them, do you, do you kind of nourish them, or you just kind of like, you know, just, you know, yeah, immediately eliminate them, right? That's what you do. So it's a different concept in the way the approach is different. Yet the results are the same. So you are pushing positivity, but to ignore negativity, <laughs> which is which is which is a, a very smart way to look at it. So so thank you for 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 doing. I'm telling you, I've talked to a lot of people. This is the first time I see it, you know, from that angle. Uh, but you know, so again, I, I know we we have a, a hard stop, but I really really uh, admire your story, and and definitely it is a story of of resilience, of ambition, of determination. And, you know, it, like I said, this is not going to end here. You're going to continue doing what you're doing and you're going to grow this business. And I love what you said about business. You know, it's not easy, but, but you have to have the, 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 the longevity is there. You have to be able to know that this is not going to be, it's a marathon, right? And you're not going to give up on it. And if it doesn't work, you're going to make another one work and you're going to continue until the end. And you're right. You know, Best things happen to people who are entrepreneurs who make things. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong about working and doing stuff. It it has a purpose. You got to pay the bills, of course. But the idea is if you can get into this world. And by the way, you have the advantage of age. So God bless you, man, you know, and many years to go, you know, and, and you have that opportunity. And by the way, there's no time frame, any time, any age, you can start a business. Anytime you can be successful, many success stories happen at a later time. You know, uh, there are some late boomers, <laughs> you know, that's all there is. But if you can start early on, you know, why not? I mean, and you know, you now the technology, everything is available. So, so you can make things. So again, I am literally, uh, first of all, you know, a, I'm honored as well to have you here and and really to I'm learning from you as well. And I learn every day from people. And, you know, 
it's amazing. Every time you hear a story, there's, there's learning lessons from there. And there's plenty that we picked up today. But but I know that this is going to continue. Uh, now, my question to you is, um, how do you use your services? Is it only physically they have to be with you or you can work with them remotely? It's all online. So right now we're in the uh, we're actually in the process of making a funnel, not a website, um, but more so where you can click on it. It's going to have my link and then you fill out a questionnaire and then I would get back to you personally. Um, we also you can DM me on Instagram. Uh, I actually have mostly it's mostly a DMing on Instagram and I have a Facebook group that I give out all my resources for free how to lose weight without going to the gym how to meal preps meal plans for not where you can eat those unhealthy foods that you love and you don't have to give that up but you can still get the physique you want and you can still look the way you want to look without giving those foods up with moderation of course um but yeah you can get in contact with me it's mostly it, everything is online I do all my coaching online um, I coach personally at a CrossFit gym in person. Um, if you guys ever do want to do that, that's a, that's a whole different story. I never charge for that. In person is totally different. But online, I, I do coach mostly online with clients. So, Which means it's open to everyone that's willing to, to get into your system mm -hmm. and learn your way and make a transformation. And, and frankly, I mean, listen, folks, there's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of programs, a lot of things, you know, whatever suits you. But you know, try out, you know, Dave's, you know, formula, because I think it, it's a different perspective. Um, it's not new, but it's unique. That's the difference, right? You have your own signature into it and it's got your personal story behind it that backs it up and you have the successes since you started. So, so again, uh, there will be a link to your Instagram so people can actually, you know, check you out and get in connection with you. Uh, I know we're really crunched in time, you know, otherwise we'll, I'll extend this further, but any last words of wisdom to share with our audiences today? Yeah. So I think the one thing that I love, love to tell people is uh, the story of the Chinese farmer. Um, he had, it's a short story, but basically the concept is the Chinese farmer had a bad harvest. All the, far, all the, town came to him and said, oh, that must be horrible. He said, maybe. Then all of a sudden there was a massive rain and all his crops grew back and more. And people were like, oh, that's great. And he was like, maybe. Then his, his son was plowing the fields and the plow, he broke his foot and all the town came and said, oh, that's horrible. He said, maybe. And then the army came, the army service came to recruit people. And he said he cut his son, they said they couldn't recruit his son because his foot was broken. And everyone was like, that's amazing. It's like, maybe we never know why things happen in life. And I think that's why we should never give up. Times get so hard and we look at it and say, oh, why is this happening to me? It's so hard. But I think the one message I can say is no matter what happens, just don't give up and you are promised to win. Now, as long as it takes, there have been people doing this for 15, 17, 20 years, and they're just now seeing success, but they didn't give up. And that's why they were rewarded. And that's the key to success. And it's a proven method. No matter how hard things get, if you just stick with it, you will win. It might seem like you're not winning at, in the moment, but there's bigger things happening behind the scene that you can't see. That would be my message to everyone. By the way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to absorb that because you know what? There are times in anything where you feel that you want that energy and you just give me that pump again. So I got me a nice little, you know, uh, shot dose of, of of positivity here and and real pump. So I'm actually excited. So thank you for that, man. And and again, you're right. Never give up. That's, that's the mistake that most 
of us make. I've made that mistake myself, you know, at a couple of opportunities where I gave up too soon. I learned not to do that, but you're right. The lesson is as long as you're in it, you're in the game. The minute you get out of the game, you're out of the game. You stay in the game for as long as it takes and it will eventually. You just have to tweak things. But again, you have to commit from day one that it's not going to be easy. If you understand that before you engage, then you're, like you said, you're in for the long run. This is not going to be a quick thing. And that's all there is. So thank you so much for that advice. I think that advice, listen, you've given more wisdom today than many people can give in years. So so thank you for that. And, uh, you know, I, and good luck, you know, man, for for the work you do. And uh, I know we, I, we're probably going to have more of these discussions. I do want to bring you back. So because there's plenty more, more, more things that we can talk, man. All right, well, listen, I know you have to go. So thank you so much for being with us today and, and for the insights. And it's a lovely story and a lot of insights and, you know, real good nuggets here that we can apply in real life. Thank you. Of course. I appreciate you for having me on, man. It means a lot. Oh, my pleasure. And so there you are, folks. You know, uh, we had a great time with David here. And uh, yeah, so listen, um, we'll be talking soon, folks. New day, new show on the topic. American Age. Bye for now. There's a lot of talk all over the internet these days about the remarkable benefits of carbon 60, and baby boomers are especially excited about it. Whatever generation you're in, if you want more energy, better health, and a boost in vitality, we invite you to try Greska's Carbon 60, a stunning development in free radical destruction. Being much smaller in size than conventional antioxidants derived from fruits and vegetables, it is far more bioavailable to quickly mend the toxin-crippled cells in your body. Greska's Carbon 60 is the only C60 product that is made without the use of undesirable solvents. The only one. Greska's Carbon 60 was developed by a brilliant NASA carbon scientist and 95% report positive results from this Nobel Prize winning technology in just four days. Visit c-60.com. That's c-60.com or call 720-600-6040. 